0: Welcome to Rollin' with Ungayo, a travelogue with weed. Join us every week as intrepid chronosaur Ungayo Bilam talks about life from the road. Every week brings a new city. Every week is a new adventure. Every week three or buses to take, foods to eat, friends to make, ideas to share, and joints to smoke. All that and dessert first. And now, here he is, the globetrotter of ganja, the dank diplomat, the bard of buds, Ungayo Bilum.
1: Welcome back. Once again, my friends, this is Rolling With Ngao. The music you hear, by the way, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. That's from the Harley White Junior Orchestra. It's called the Kung Fu Boogie, right? Um, I love that song. Personally, you can find that on the album Cupcake on CDbaby.com and on the internet All over the place. So we thank you, Harley, for letting us use your song as a theme. Okay. Here we are, man. Episode three, I think. It's fantastic. I think we're getting the hang of it. So this week, I was in San Francisco, California. San Francisco, my hometown. I grew up there. I was born in 19. Never mind your own business. I went to Mission High School, class of 19. Uh, and I lived there until like 2001 when I moved to LA. So it is good to be back home. I was there hanging out with my son mostly. And I also did comedy day in the park, but we'll get to it. Um, as usual dessert first, you know, I can't even really think of a, a good dessert or a fancy dessert that I had this week. I know I went to Memphis mini's. But I didn't sample any of their delicious sweet potato pie, although I should have. Oh, you know, I had these double chocolate cookies from Gus's on Haight Street. They also, they're a good butcher shop. I don't know who came up with the concept of good butchery and great baking. But, you know, if they added a candlestick maker, then they would have the trifecta of the nursery rhymes, right? We have a butcher, a baker, and a candlestick maker. But they had these double chocolate chip cookies that were delicious um if you like a softer cookie some people only like the crisp chocolate chip cookies i i don't have any druthers as long as it's a good cookie it wasn't too sweet and the chocolatey flavors were delicioso to quote dora the explorer oh actually that's a quote from backpack dora doesn't dora says swiper no swiping backpack says delicioso i remember that because i had kids when dora was very popular although they're older now right so i was hanging out with my son he's 15 So we kicked it in San Francisco kind of 15-year-old style. We did all the nerdy shit. We hung out at Gamescape and played Dungeons & Dragons, um, which there's a new – I hadn't played Dungeons & Dragons In a million years, and, you know, you got to say that the nerd apple doesn't fall far from the nerd tree, because I remember being the founder of the Dungeons & Dragons Club at my high school back in the early 80s, and here I am playing Dungeons & Dragons with my 15-year-old boy at the same place that I used to play role-playing games at back in the 80s, and some people are still there. Oh, you know, they have kids now and grandkids and things, but some guys, man, they fall in love with role-playing games, and uh, never moves into the sexual arena. It just stays. <laughs> <laughs> I only role play in bed these days. It just stays uh, on with the dice and the tabletops and things. But we can roll for initiative all you want. So we did that. We also went out to the Circus Arts Center. You can go to www.circuscenter.org and check those guys out. It's at the old gym. Okay, so the little backstory. So on. Frederick Street by Keysar Stadium in San Francisco used to be Polytechnic High School, which is where my dad went to school. He just passed away recently, you guys. By the way, so rest in peace, Diamond Jim Bilem, Polytechnic Classic sixty three. sixty uh, three So when they tore down the old high school, they left the gym up, and all the jugglers and street performers lobbied and turned it into a circus school, like all the old Pickle Family circus guys and all those old seventies and eighties entertainers got him to turn it into a circus school and it's growing and thriving. They do all kinds of trapeze arts and aerial arts and silk arts. And they have a clown clown college. You can go to, it's like a full-time clowning workshop for like four months. If you're interested in being a clown and who is it really, because that's the best way to run for office. But so we, we visited there twice. We went to the Circus Skills Workshop, which is on Friday nights. So both these things are free, by the way. And then we went to the Jugglers Jam, which is on Sunday nights from 5 to 8. Yeah, I, you may not know that I used to be a juggler. Well, I still juggle, but I wouldn't call myself a juggler. I'm not like a professional juggler anymore, but that's how I started. Uh, I was a street performer at San Francisco's Pier 39 before I became an indoor stand-up comedian, and I still juggle. Now I juggle, like, if a crowd is really, really good, I will juggle because it's kind of fun and we can all have fun. Or if a crowd is really, really bad, I will juggle because I'm fucking tired of talking to them, and they can just stare at this shiny shit for a while. So uh, if I'm doing a private gig and I don't know how well they'll love these weed and sex jokes, I will uh, bring the juggling equipment just in case, right? It's good to have a plan B. Uh, said the co-ed. All right, so let's talk about San Francisco. Fantastic town, of course. I grew up there. Good cultural diversity. Although, I got to say, man, this last time I was there, and I didn't notice it be- you know, I don't really notice it because I'm always thinking of the diversity, but it has become very, very white. Very, very white everywhere you go. Even when you hang out on the mission, there's more white people than ever before. It's not quite Portland white, but it's getting there, you know, and that was a very interesting thing to me. And a lot of that is, of course, economic displacement, right? If the, the tech jobs, the Silicon Valley jobs aren't necessarily known for their ethnic and culturally diverse workforces. So the cats making all the Silicon Valley money are maybe a, a lighter shade of pale would be a polite way to put it. But it is still a fun town, even though it's got $6 toast and $7 coffees and things like that. One thing I noticed, uh, I was hanging out with a friend and she was showing me some really cool spots that I had maybe overlooked. Because I was put in mind of the Grateful Dead song, Shakedown Street, right? With the line, uh, don't tell me this town ain't got no heart, you just got to poke around. So if, you, if you're old school San Francisco, if you grew up in San Francisco, if you've been to San Francisco a lot, you can still find some of those old school San Francisco kind of things, except that everybody's better dressed. There's not really – you don't really see the freaky clothes that people used to wear all the time. Everybody's in sport coats and, and nice shirts and skinny jeans. But that's just how it is. San Francisco still smells like marijuana, which is great. Uh, It's one of the great West Coast marijuana smelling towns Along with Portland and Seattle Always smell like weed I brought some weed with me I didn't really hit too many of the dispensaries I should probably hit more dispensaries more often But I just, you know, it's a challenge I don't know what to tell you about that I just don't But we did, like I said, we went to Memphis Minis We had the brisket And they, they had just heard that I got back from Nashville. So they have this, they're trying this new Nashville style hot chicken and a hot rib. What they do is they take a pork rib, right? A delicious, juicy, smoked pork rib. And then they batter it and then they deep fry it because apparently they're trying to kill everybody. They batter it and they deep fry it and they throw some Nashville hot spices on it. And it was really, really good. I feel like it wasn't quite, I mean, it was hot. Definitely, it was a hot thing but they added a little more sweetness so whereas a, a nashville hot chicken is really just full of cayenne pepper and black pepper and hot sauce flavor the nashville hot rib at memphis minis tasted almost like a carolina sweet barbecue chip like a sweet heat chip you know what i'm saying so it had a lot of heat up front but not enough to like burn your mouth but you definitely if you ate that whole rib you would you would feel it but then some sweetness to kind of balance it out. I really I really enjoyed it. Uh, I can always recommend Memphis Mini's on Hay Street if you liked the meats. If you don't like meats, don't eat there because it's straight meat-centric. I think they have a What Would Bacon Do poster on the wall. And I'm pretty sure the answer is be delicious and slightly crispy. That's all I ask of my bacon. I don't know what you ask of your bacon. But really, ask not what your bacon can do for you, but ask what you can do for your bacon. That's really the thing So we ate at Memphis Minis We went to the juggling school We went to the circus center We played D&D And then really that was about it I've been kind of sad this week Because my dad passed away He was a cool dude He actually, uh, I wouldn't say he introduced me to weed But he was probably the first pot smoker that I knew You know, it's one of those funny things Like you think of the stories um, When When my ex-wife and I, well, she was my wife at the time, when we were talking about having a baby... The doctor says to us, you know, well, she'd been on the pill for a long time and you're a big pot smoker. So it's probably going to take you guys, probably take a year before anybody gets pregnant. And I think somebody got pregnant. It wasn't me. I'm pretty sure it was her. She got pregnant within like a month of not even trying, not even doing extra trying. And then I remembered that my dad, Diamond Jim Bielum, had five kids while smoking a Yanga weed constantly all the time as a younger man. So I'm not really sure how. How much uh, truth there is to marijuana affecting sperm motility? At least when it comes to Belums, we're a very fertile lot. There's my dad had five kids, and now there's like fourteen or fifteen or twenty or nineteen grandkids, depending on who's claiming who, uh, all over the giant Belum family. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more tales of San Francisco right here on Roland with Ungayo.
0: Rollin' with Dungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts, and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants?
2: <sighs> cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase, and it gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana... You can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. The political climate is at a fever pitch, and the fight for the social fabric of America is set for battle this November. Tuesday, November 8th, the Cannabis Liberation Movement takes a huge step forward, and Cannabis Radio is here to chronicle this legendary moment. CannabisRadio.com. And the Cannabis Radio News Team will feature wall-to-wall live coverage of all the coast-to-coast voting of state amendments, ballots, propositions, and initiatives that will further progress the Cannabis Crusade. Join us November 8th for Vote 2016, The Path to Cannabis Freedom, only on CannabisRadio.com.
0: With Ungayo is back only on cannabisradio.com. You're welcome.
1: All right, welcome back to Rolling with Ungayo. I'm sitting outside the Insight Coffee Roasters coffee shop in the heart of Midtown Sacramento, utilizing their internet and sipping a delicious hibiscus iced tea while discussing my recent trips to San Francisco, California. I guess it was one trip, but I go there all the time because my mom lives there. Like I said, I grew up there. So, what did I notice? What can we talk about? from San Francisco, uh, the last few times. I mean, everybody always talks about how high the rents are and it is true. It's crazy. A one bedroom apartment will cost you almost $4,000 a month. If you want to live by yourself, you need $50,000 to live by yourself, $48,000. And that's to live in the dark by yourself, right? That doesn't <laughs> include electricity, electricity, <laughs> So to sit in a dark room all by yourself, you need $48,000 a year. And that's not counting cable or the Internet. I guess you can steal the Internet. Well, you can't steal the Internet because your electricity is not turned on. So to live in a dark room and to go sit in coffee shops all the time and not have any roommates, uh, just, just have a lot of candles I guess it's going to cost you $48,000 a year. That's creating pressure on everything. Like Oakland is already full of people. Oakland used to be the cheap alternative and it's not anymore. Richmond used to be the cheap and dangerous alternative and it's not anymore. Vallejo used to be a cheap alternative and it's not anymore. It's causing everybody to move all the way up to Sacramento because really Sacramento is the only cool town uh, even close to San Francisco, and it's way cheaper than those guys, and so people are coming up here, which I guess is cool, but I'm not really trying to pay $14 for two eggs and toast and bacon, which just seems, like, it seems high, even though the eggs are organic, farm-to-fork, you know, and the bacon was lovingly hand-killed and cured by blind monks. There's always some sort of backstory. There's always the backstory on the thing, but really, I'm just excited that harvest season is coming up. That's really the important thing to me, because you know august is generally a weird month for marijuana especially for aficionados aficionado's cronosaurs people who enjoy a good outdoor or i think the the new sexy term is sun grown right it's not outdoor weed it's sun grown marijuana it's grown in the sun from hawaii growing in the sun so the sun grown weed is generally out. Everybody's out of weed by August, and but harvest starts right around now. There's some early some early uh, cuts are coming in, and everybody's starting to pull them down and getting their curing on and hiring the trimmers, the great trimmigration push in the Emerald Triangle up there in Mendocino, Trinity, and Humboldt counties. It's just starting right now. It's underway. I'm actually heading up there Wednesday. Well, you'll hear about that next week. Next week, I'm going to Humboldt, And I'm going to Portland, so there'll be a lot of driving. So I'll try to come up and think of some things. But really, back to San Francisco because I'm rambling because Hash does that. I was in – yesterday we did uh, Comedy Day in the Park, the 36th annual Comedy Day in the Park, which is a big – it's the annual San Francisco stand-up comedy celebration. They have it in Golden Gate Park on Hippie Hill, which they're trying to rename. I think it's Sharon – the actual technical name – is Sharon Meadows, but they want to rename it to Robin Williams Meadows. Uh, they're trying to raise money because they have to change all the signs and whatnot in honor of Robin Williams and and, uh, and all the things and beautiful gifts that and pleasure and humor that he brought to San Franciscans of all ages. So they throw Comedy Day in the park. Every year, and it's like uh, it's like a Shriners convention for San Francisco comics. Right, everybody comes from all over the place. You see old school cats, cats you hadn't seen in a while. I saw my boy Cal Clark. I saw my boy Rick Overton. I got to chop it up with Rob Jacobson. I'm sure you know all these people. Steve Carey, right? You remember him? Uh, Lincoln Earl were there. Natasha Muse, who is one of the funniest people I know, was there. She was she was very hilarious, and I had a great time. But here's the thing, though. Right? There's a new rule that you can't smoke anything in Golden Gate Park. And I'm not sure I agree with it. I agree. Maybe people don't want to hear, don't want to hear, <laughs> that maybe people with synesthesia don't want to hear cigarette smoke in the park. <laughs> and they don't want to see laughter. Um, you know, I, I get that, that some people are just morally opposed to, to smoke of any kind, but I also feel like it should be your God-given right to sit in a park on a Sunday afternoon and smoke marijuana while you listen to comedy. And that's just one of those things. I remember 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 25 years ago, uh, one of my first comedy days everybody was blazing up. In fact, a friend of mine got caught smoking weed in the bushes and the cop gave her a ticket and then he was all, "How come you're not just sitting in the crowd smoking weed? We're not going to wander into a crowd and bust everybody for smoking weed, but you straggled off and that's how you got caught." But now people don't even they don't even do that anymore. It used to be almost like a civil disobedience thing, and now everybody's just so polite because marijuana's de facto legalize that's something that we have to talk about like what is the proper marijuana etiquette these days i'm one of those guys i will stand in line for the concert or whatnot and blaze a joint or I'll smoke a joint while I'm walking down the street on the way to the restaurant to get the munchies in and some people feel like that's gauche like oh you're putting a cloud in the air nobody wants to smell it well weed is smelly and that's just how it is I get it like if I could put my joint in a brown bag like some of the drunks do right you put your booze in a brown bag you walk around and then nobody really knows you're drinking they know you're drinking it's not it's one of those open secret things but I feel like Walking through a cloud of marijuana smoke is way better than walking through a cloud of drunk people pissing in the street smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would you rather smell? Would you rather smell urine or piss? <laughs> Wait, that's the same thing. <laughs> would you rather smell smoke or pee? Cat pee. Then you could kill two birds while getting one stoned, I suppose. But that's a completely different thing. But that's one of those things that we talk about when you live in cities, when you hang out in cities, I feel like you can't be too much of a stickler about some things. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody wants to smoke a joint, let them. If somebody's kind of loud on a Friday night, man, it's a Friday night. You're in a city. That's what things, that's how cities go, right? I'm not trying to get all Lord about it, but that's, that's how it is. And I just think being cool toward each other and, 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 you know, being more tolerant, just letting small things go sometimes is, is a better way to deal with stuff than uh, just being upset all the time. You're going to give yourself high blood pressure and nobody, nobody wants the high blood pressure. That's why you smoke the weed to, to relieve the stress. I, I can't believe I have to explain this to people. Everybody should know this already. So Comedy Day in the Park was great. You can go to ComedyDay.org. And I do believe they have everyone set. They live stream the whole thing. I think there's also a uh, YouTube link somewhere that will tell everybody uh, to tell everybody. But if you go to it, you can see everyone sets. Everybody had a... They didn't mic the crowd very well, so you'll have to supply your own laughs. But I trust you to know where to laugh, right? That's the thing. And that's one of those things. Like If you talk about stand-up comedy, when you talk about crowd response it's it's kind of funny because when you watch all these comedy specials and things you can you hear the crowd it's it's almost like a laugh track well i mean it kind of is but when you watch comedy say on youtube or some other places where they don't have the crowd mic'd as well even though the jokes are kind of are still just as funny without hearing other people laugh i think it makes people kind of self-conscious like oh maybe this person isn't doing very well i don't know it's just a it's i never really thought about it before but it's just kind of a weird thing but i got to talk to a lot of friends everybody thinks i'm very successful which we're going to continue to let them believe and in some ways it's true right because i remember when i started 15 20 years ago uh in the comedy and the pot activism, and I would hear from a lot of bookers and a lot of managers, oh, well, we can't use this guy, because all he does is talk about pot, right? But now, 20 years later, it's like, hey, we need a guy, marijuana so mainstream, it's like, we need a guy to talk about pot. So, of course, first they call Doug Benson, and then they call me, and I'm happy to do the gig. So, all I'm saying is stick around, you guys, stay ahead of the game. Eventually, they'll come around to you. This is Rolling with Ongayo. We'll be back in a couple of minutes.
0: Rollin' with Dungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here.
2: The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Voober vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Voober vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Boober way. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted, available on the App Store and Google Play.
0: It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town.
2: The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
1: I'm Radical Russ from the Russ Bellville Show. Keith Strop, the founder of Normal, is here. The single most important Victory will be California.
2: We've got Steve D'Angelo. Well, the state of cannabis affairs in California is in flux. The Guru of Ganja, Ed Rosenthal. It's uh, better for people to
1: be using concentrates.
2: Weekdays live at six Eastern, three Pacific, exclusively on CannabisRadio.com.
0: Roland with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome.
1: And away we go. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Though my thumbs are swollen. Keep them joints a-rolling. Get high. That's the song from my friend, the Oakland Outlaw. He wrote that song. So next time you see him, I'm sure you will. Next time you're in Oakland, you're looking for an outlaw. He'll be right there. Let's talk about outlawism for a minute. That's a segue, you guys. That's how you do it. This is professional, professional podcasting. One of the things that uh, is on the – here in California, Proposition 64 is on the ballot to legalize adult use of marijuana for people 21 years and older and allow people to grow a few plants in their house and will start businesses and adult on-site consumption spots like social clubs and you can get high at the dispensary like you used to back in the day before the, all the crackdowns and everything. And a lot of people are very upset because – they, their, their concept of marijuana legalization is more like everybody can grow whatever they want and sell whatever they want and not pay any taxes and not have any regulations. And that's not really how legalization or regulation works. There's going to be regulation. I'm all for Proposition 64. Here's my note to the outlaws. If you can't deal with regulations, man, if you can't be a uh, quote unquote legitimate care, uh, cannabis grower – The black market's not really going anywhere. And I know it's kind of a weird thing for someone who's a proponent of legalization to say, but until they legalize marijuana in Georgia and Nebraska and Oklahoma and Iowa and all these other places, there's still a spot for you, right? If you really just can't get it together enough to be a legitimate cat, you can still be an outlaw there's no reason in fact i would say that you vote for proposition 64 because you're an outlaw so all those squares can go have their own market and you can still have your black market man and that's the thing and and listen i know that the black market game is tougher right because there's weed coming out of colorado that goes to uh, i was just in nashville And usually, like I said, like usually when you travel around and you go to Texas or Nashville or someplace and you try to get some weed from somebody, it's never local weed. It's always from California. And now it's from California and from Oregon. And sometimes it's from California and from Colorado. So I know that there's more competition like outlaws have more competition now, too. And that's just the way it is, you guys. It's tough. There's always more marijuana growers. There's always more young stand-up comics fighting for the same gigs, man. You just got to have good shit and good marketing and a good connect, and you'll be all right. So vote yes on Proposition 64, if especially if you're an outlaw, because I think it can only help you. It can only help you. It'll draw all the, all the random people who don't know what they're doing to the legitimate market. And you can still sit around and have... Uh, your own business but if you want to go legit it's easy too it's not even gonna cost you that much if you have a small grow dude like that one trip you take to belize every year at the end of harvest season you might have to forego it one time to pay all your fees nothing then after that man you're good to go and it's gonna be a fine thing for you so i'm saying vote yes on 64 vote yes On all the, if you live in Nevada, vote yes on there. If you live in Massachusetts, vote yes. If you live in Colorado, vote yes on private consumption clubs. If you live in Arizona, vote yes. If you live in North Dakota, vote yes. If you live in Florida, vote yes for medical marijuana. A vote for weed is a vote for weed. You can't go wrong voting yes for weed. We voted yes, for Proposition 215 in 1996. Nobody knew, right? Some people were like, oh, it doesn't go far enough. But then 20 years later, man, we got clubs on every block. You can't swing a dead cat. You can't swing a dead blunt without hitting a marijuana dispensary in San Francisco or Oakland or Sacramento or some of these other places, Los Angeles, they can't get enough of it. So these are the things. You, you, baby steps, man. It doesn't always happen all at once. This is America. Nothing ever happens all at once. It's always a slow, gradual thing. And let's try to keep some fascists out of office this year too. Okay, I am going to be uh, at the Portland Hempstock, but this will probably not be on the air uh, when that happens. And then October twelfth through the fourteenth, I'm at the International Cannabis Business Conference. In Vancouver, British Columbia. Come on out. That's going to be a good time. Also, look for me at the Emerald Cup in December. Look for me at the Humboldt Harvest Fest in November. Follow me on the Twitter, NGAIO420. Follow me on the Periscope and on the Instagram. It's all NGAIO420. I'd like to thank some of my personal sponsors, Chameleon Glass. Go to Chameleon Glass. Dot com. Use the promo code Ungayo420 and get 10% off your glass. Also, go to naturalcannabis.com and check out the High Life team. I got my own line of marijuana for qualified patients in California, and it's usually delicious. And like I said, harvest season's coming, so we're going to put out two or three or four different kinds. Uh, we gonna have a lot of different fancy limited edition head sash things this coming season. It's going to be great for everybody. I thank you again for listening to Rolling with Ungayo here at CannabisRadio.com. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us anywhere, really, anywhere we to smoke, anywhere two or more people gather to smoke weed. I'm there. <gasps> Thanks again for listening to me ramble on about cities and food and weed. This is Ungayo Pilem, Rolling with Ungayo. See you next week.